Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast for September 19th, 2016. Finally. Right? I feel like it's been forever. It's me, Dave. Find me on Twitter, at Numb Bills Fan, and you're also alongside the other voice. The, the voice with the moist. What? Oh, it's so awful. Adam Deacon, follow me on Twitter, Numb Bills Adam D. Make sure you check us out at NumbBillsFan.com. All of our content in one easy stop. Make sure to uh, show your friends, your family, your mom, your sister, especially if they're, uh, you know, good looking. And that goes out where equal, Deacon's uh, equal opportunity for dating. So if you're a male that looks good, you want to send them anything, don't be shy. You can send it. Numb Bills Adam D on Twitter. Also, find, I don't open my mail. Find us on Instagram. Instagram, we've been blowing the shit out of Instagram because now the season's here. Let's be real. I'm going to be at every home game at least. I'm going to try to fly to some game this year. I am not exactly sure. But on Instagram, we throw in our raw motion. What the hell is up? Here's what's going on at the games. Or if you want instant raw motion or want to see me running from bees, which we'll get into later, um, you know, follow us on Snapchat. Numb Bills fan on Snapchat. Because then it's really reactionary in the moment. You don't got to wait for a podcast to load up. And don't forget, Facebook, we are also on there, Numb Bills fan, and stop by there Wednesday nights. We'll be doing our live show. Um, we're going to be coming right from the Numb Bills fan uh, Facebook page from now on, so make sure you go and click like on that, and we will also be sharing that through the Bills Mafia Facebook group brought to you by BillsForLife.com. And the uh, Red Pinto tailgate, which we were down at the Red Pinto tailgate this past weekend. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was everything Yo, you expected. Th- those dudes know how to party. Yeah, and then Maddie Matheson, Maddie Matheson from Viceland stopped down, and that was kind of wild. I didn't even recognize him, but he showed up. He got sprayed with ketchup and mustard. and Oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, and that was probably a lot. So we were down Yo, there. Yeah, we got on Deadspin. Right. Yo, shout out to the might, the mighty Dave Larson for uh, popping that Instagram up. Ended up on Deadspin, talking about no table slamming at the tailgate. Yeah, the legend, David Larson. It's if all you... right. I had to roll myself back, but that's okay. Nobody got table slammed by me. Also, coming up yeah. soon, if you don't know, we are also brought to you by PunchDrunkSports.com. That is PunchDrunkSports.com. No sausage inserted deep right now. And Yo, and that's the number one name in comedy podcast, period. Yeah, Punch Drunk Sports. It, you can follow him on Twitter at Punch Drunk. And it has Jason Tivo, Ari Triple or Ari Triple, Sam Tripoli, and Ari Shafir. They all have a podcast uh, called Punch Drunk Sports. You're and, over here trying to marry these guys, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to, I mean, how do you do it with three last names? You, you kind of, <laughs> there's a lot of dashes. That's, that's in, a lot of hyphens. There's a lot of dashes or hyphens involved, <laughs> especially if they want to keep their maiden name. So that just kind of screws it all up. But they have a podcast network coming up, and we are the official Buffalo Bills podcast exclusive to, yeah. exclusive to their network, and can't wait for that to really tip off soon. So... 
to be announced more information ASAP. And don't forget numbellsfan.com. Most importantly, and follow us hey, on I've Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find us on TuneIn. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us just about everywhere you can think. Google iTunes, Play. Google Play. We're out there. SoundCloud. We yep. got a YouTube channel that we look at here and there. All right. Well, so let's have a nice exhale. What the fuck? Here we go. Another podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the first three another, words. Another Bills loss. Another Bills loss. Owen 2. Owen who? We came into this season looking at the front end of the schedule of the schedule breakdown we never did and which <laughs> <laughs> is the truth yeah scott I'm, like, Cam- I'm not gonna break hey, down a damn schedule before the draft you know I'm what not gonna break S- down a, scott campbell did one on numbillsfan.com that's right call back to our writer hey, hey shout out scott campbell 13 on twitter what up dog check out his work at numbillsfan.com we gotta get him back on the show, man. He no, was we don't. great. Sure, we do. His his draft episode was fan fucking tastic. Are you still exhaling because the Bills are on too? I'm trying to focus on the good things in my life. We just ate chili. Yes, we did. Aaron made that. That was nice of her. Shout out to Be, um, and Jeff Knight. Uh, so. Look, the Jets start out this game, all right, and before we even get into that, so I'm going to rewind this like a Tarantino film right now, um, we're pretty psyched. We got the crew meeting up at my crib, and yeah. and I went nuts on Snapchat. I bought a freaking McCoy jersey, and I went through the whole documentation process of getting it, which is really fun, just so I could never save the videos and post it ever again, which I screwed up. Thank God. Yeah, once right. We, once was enough. Yeah, Deacon didn't want to participate. He was no fun, Nancy, over here. So Hey, I didn't I didn't have my Starbucks yet, okay? Uh-huh. Dick Move Deacon. New uh, Twitter name. Dick Move Deacon Bills. No. Remember uh, when my Twitter name was Deacon Your Mouth? <laughs> Remember that? I can't believe you changed it. I know, I know. No, I'm Deacon Your Mouth. what is my life so you know besides deacon not wanting to participate in the videos and throwing my seat cushion test out the window whatever um yeah by the way i bought bill seat cushions with that jersey and oh can't bring them in the stadium because they have zippers on them but they're officially bills ones that i bought from dick's sporting (laughs) goods dick move yeah, dick move dicks. And come to find out, my cars got broken into over the weekend, a.k.a. I left my doors unlocked because that's what I always do uh, until now. I mean, no <laughs> one's going to fuck with your house because you've got a couple of pit bulls. Yeah, but... you got to get a couple more pit bulls to keep in your van. Well, what's kind of funny is I don't know if they took the seat cushions. I'm starting to like notice what's missing now because they took shit out of my other car. You know, specifically my Einstein jar. And I was like, well, it looks like Einstein, but worst case scenario, it might look like Frank Zappa. So that's pretty cool. I bought it at Spencer's. (laughs) I was really stoked to store the green in there. But anyways, 
So we're all hyped on this game. Everybody's at the house. We drive up, and we're thinking, all right, this is the Jets. If these guys can get the plays called in on time, things should be good, you know? So we're shooting the shit. Oh, yeah. We, no, I mean, I counted the Jets out before the season even started. I was like, oh, fucking Jets. We, we slid past them, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so then we finally get our parking spot, which was like a campsite that really had trees and it was the worst place to get out of ever. Uh, we ended up making our way down to the Red Pinto tailgate and uh, saw our buddy Nick that we just had on the podcast. Who Nick is pretty much like we were introduced to the tailgate from his sister who's a dear friend. So, um, you know, Nick's like old family as far as Bill's family is concerned. And when we were down there, we had a good time. We met a lot, a lot of the regulars again. And Red Pinto tailgate... I mean, it was just awesome. So if you're ever down at the Bills game, you have to check it out in the Hammers lot. I accidentally pulled in there all kind of, like, fucked up. Not drunk, but, like, hey, there's a lot of spots, and there's an opening that most people won't take. I'm going to go in between the curb. And then I got yelled at. That kind of sucked. I felt bad because I don't want to be that douchebag. I told you not to do it. I don't give a fuck. I'm trying it. I drive my van like it's a Mini Cooper. I really don't give a fuck. If it can fit, it's fitting. If not, I have big enough tires, and we're ready to drive over some shit. Yeah, I got the light truck through the tires Good. for my van. Because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get stuck. So what? I'm going to be prepped, man. Yeah. And you're just, you just, you just want to hate on me. Whatever, dude. Just on my tires. Yo. They're not, they're not even douchebaggy. Whatever. Just because I drive a 2001 Mercury Grand Marquis with three wheels on it. Instead of four, like yo, like doesn't I'm mean doing... you can doesn't mean you can get all fucking king of the road over here and yo, just I will, I will drive like... over the curb and park wherever the fuck you want. Yeah, and you got dick a... move, Dave. Yeah, and you got a nice ass cruiser that was recommended pretty much from our other regular drunk Dean and and Dean, my like, if you're listening, don't just stop. Anyway, so yo, I'm Dean, not... Dean's my man. I sat next to Dean at the game. I miss that guy. We all used to play in a band together. You got his girlfriend's ticket. That's the only reason you're talking nice about him. Yo, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> you wouldn't believe me until you said some shit. Fuck. Fuck you, Dean. I'm not doing much better here, okay? You, you got your 01. I got my 02 Express van that I already backed into a pole. One of the doors doesn't even open up, and I and I owe and I owe four thousand dollars on yeah, it. That, like, how am I doing? That yeah. thing is boss, man. I've had I've had apartments smaller than that. Yeah, it's boss had, when you're when you're parallel parking mind, in, in, in neighborhoods. Of, joke. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. I, I whip that thing, and I get home faster than most people back to Rochester. I take all back roads. I do not mess around. And I am not dealing with traffic on the 219. And we had a great scenic drive out. Got our little parking spot. Went up to the pencil tailgate. We did our little party. And we go into the stadium. We're all freaking hyped, ready to go. You know? I was in rare form. I got drunk. Yeah, I was in rare form, too. I guess not, but uh, no. I mean, I don't. I don't usually drink big cups of vodka like that, but uh, at Red Pinto, at Red Pinto, I do. <laughs> it was pretty. It, as always, it was pretty cool. They had they had a crew from Vice there, but 
I mean, could have used some more ladies at the tailgate, you know what I'm saying? Could have really rap star hip-hop video that up a little bit. You guys are Red Pinto, next time they're coming, you know who to talk to if you need to make the party happen. I'm just Man. saying, we could get, you know, we might be able to get some more talent down there. And it was a pretty warm I day. Hope you, I hope your girl pins your balls to the mattress tonight. My girl don't even listen to this shit. Like, I give a fuck. That's disappointing. Yeah, it is disappointing. I'm actually glad, but I'm just saying. I know how to make a music video, all right? So we get into the game. What's your final thought on this tailgate experience? You're chuckling over there like you want to... Oh, man. No, I... <laughs> I didn't even pull my shorts down. All right, so... That's a first. All right. What... So then, no, that, I mean, that... That's it. I drank a big cup of vodka. You don't need to know any more than that. We're good chow, to... though. Good chow. Always good food. When they come around, I, I don't even hold back anymore. People just hand out food there. It, it, it's great. Nick gets a whole party going. And to any new listeners we have that was at the tailgate, hi. And uh, nice meeting everybody again. And uh, actually, like, officially, I should say. So... Um, yeah, so we get to this dumbass game, we get inside, and... Yo, I, I, at this point, I am so fucking pumped, though. Yeah, right? Alright, let's get one and one, and, uh, the Jets get the ball, and, um, uh, 12 plus minutes later, the Bills get the ball back after they sucked the life. Out of the Bills' defense, which, oh, by the way, the first drive, we had a nice ticky-tack defensive holding call. I believe on, was it on Gilmore? I don't really I believe it was. And uh, I, I was, it, it was like third down was over. We thought we're getting the, the Bills were going to get the ball punted to him. And what happens? Oh, no. There's a flag, like a late flag. And what happened? Get to 12, 13 minutes into the quarter, nothing. Jets come down the field and just end up kicking a field goal. But right after that, we points see... Points are points, man. Right, right. Right after that, we see uh, a, a nice-ass ball thrown to Marquise Goodwin on Darrell Revis, 84 yards down the field. And that's what we were looking for. We were looking for that, why aren't you throwing it deep? Hey, why aren't you throwing it deep? Why aren't you looking deep? Where's Goodwin? Bruce Watkins, well, you got it. And what happens? The Jets, again, come down the field. They kick a damn field goal. And it's like, for real, this this team ends up doing a three-and-out sputter again. You know, four-play drive, five-play drive, three-and-out. And it's like... Right, even when they scored, they weren't giving any relief to this to this defense. These dudes lived on that field Thursday. But when you look at it, though, defensively, the, cor- the the secondary had an awful day. And at the same time, people are bitching about Tyrod Taylor not throwing it over the middle, and I get that. But there's been some key third down plays where people at, you know, even Eric Turner at CoverOne.net, he broke... He's like the sharpest dude out there. Yeah, and, and, and he shows a play where it just shows, like, streaks down the field. Like, how are you going to work the middle of the field? 
you know, and then it's a th- big third down play, and you only have you have two e- each outside receiver just streaking, and there's nothing drawn up for the middle of the field. So, you know, obviously we know Greg Roman. We'll get to that. We know he got relieved of his duties, aka in the real world, fired. And really, if you're listening to this, you had to have seen the game. So. I'm not here to do goddamn game review. I'm here to go with what we felt being there, first of all. And and where are we going to go moving forward? Because there's people are ready to jump off ledges, and they already are. Twitter is going apeshit. And a lot of you Bills fans should be disappointed in yourself because you seem douchers who we're begging for the bills to stay here and crying and having all this heart and whatever the hell. Now you guys just eat each other and talk shit about each other. And it's like, we all forget why the fuck are we fans? I'm a fan to get my mind off the stresses in life. I don't want to see my Facebook group going nuts and my messenger saying some shit. You know, we're all feeling like shit. All we're going to do is drag each other down. And it's really hard when this drought is weighing us down. The Bills are 0-2. It really sucks. This defense did not do what it's supposed to do. It really sucked. The offense just sputtered. Even though they put up 24 points and looked better. And if you look at the stat lines, you know, Tyrod Taylor almost had a 300-yard day. You know, so Andy had three touchdowns. Still not enough, though. Right. Still not enough. Couldn't run the ball. Couldn't do. Couldn't dictate. And frankly, when your defense is getting that tired, okay, you guys just were on the field opening drive. The defense forever, okay. And all of a sudden, you come back, and here is your offense. They play a couple plays, or it gets. It's like. The, the the Bills' first series offensively, it was like they were trolling the Jets. Okay, yeah, we're no, gonna... I mean, those dudes got off the field, and they were like, yo, is it halftime? Because it feels like halftime. I guarantee. I didn't, I've never played, but they were out there long enough. I mean, 13 minutes, mm-hmm. like 12 and change. That's, that's like what a defense is on for like an entire first half generally. So you got to keep that in mind. That, that first quarter, you have to keep that in mind because the biggest thing moving forward is – we're going to, during this game, relate back to that. When people, again, say, hey, why didn't, you know, Tyrod Taylor only had X amount of attempts. LaShawn McCoy only got the ball X amount of times. Felton was only on the field for five whole plays. Well, guess what? When you don't have 30 more plays to run because your team has, it was three for 10 and third downs. Okay, I, I mean, what do you expect? It's simple math, so you have to look at that. It's not even worth bitching about Felton not doing anything or however you want to say it. It's not worth it because, again, just like last podcast, if you can't, our example was last podcast, two follows of one, you know? And, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I want to bring this up while we're on the topic of uh, three and outs here. You know who had a rough day? Colton Schmidt, he had a couple weird punts, man. I don't know if that ball was catch. Why the hell do we always end up talking about a kicker? I got him, man. Like our MVP had like a <laughs> had a had kind of an off day. I, I was a little, 
I was a little, you know, nervous at first there. Yeah, the punts were weird. Like yeah. they, it's like they didn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Like usually he he flips that field. That that struck me as odd. And like I don't know. I, you know, I was at the game for a change. I didn't watch. I didn't watch it on Game Pass. I'm, I'm too. I'm I'm already past it. I can't. I don't even want to talk about it at this point. I've moved on. I'm ready. I'm ready for Cardinals. But that's next podcast. Make sure you check out that one. We're gonna break down the Cardinals game for you later this week. So you don't go to many games. What was your, what's your whole thing? I mean, I mean, this was my first home opener, and I mean, because hold on, let me pause real quick. Because before we go into it, because I know I I think I have an idea where you're gonna go. Where am I gonna go? We have to keep in mind that Greg Roman was let go now, two games into a season, and you have ten days before your next game. It's it's the time to do it, other than the bye week, if you're gonna do it in mid season. And I think the Bills nipped it in the bud. And we're gonna di- dive down. Oh, the- give that give that line back to John Murphy. <laughs> I <laughs> gotcha. Can I at least go as John Murphy said? <laughs> Aren't you a piece of shit? So, <laughs> tell him about your fucking game day experience. You know, I drank vodka and ate ate chicken fingers. Because really, you don't go to many games, but it's like, you know, when I was a kid, it, it was like, holy shit, somebody had season tickets to a game? Like, that's killer. That's, yeah, that's... like, that. that's like baller life, to, it, it was to me as a kid. I mean, I remember wearing a St. Louis hand-me-down Cardinals shirt. Yeah, I mean, uh, you like, know, I you don't know, get to it. I don't even like the Cardinals. I'm an Orioles fan. Yeah. Ripken. Junior. Number eight, baby. But, yeah, no, I mean, I I typically don't go to a lot of games every year. I, I mean, I get out to a couple every season, but I generally watch home with my kid, with my dad, three generations of Bills fans. That's and, and, you know, that's cool for me. I have fun with that. But, you know, I do love getting out there, and I had never been to a home opener. And, man, I got in there, and... And it was electric. And then by the end of that first quarter, even though you know we went in and scored that touchdown, like you could feel that 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 momentum had just shifted. Somehow Ryan Fitzpatrick improved, and I've said it before. Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick looked like fucking Peyton Manning out at there. At the same it was time, fucking embarrassing. The, the secondary made him look like that, and. You know, I was having a conversation. You want to pick on Duke Williams? I mean, uh, okay. Here's for, a, here's like, the thing. Here's the thing. You know, here's the thing that stood not out Not looking me, good. I mean, we gave up a ton of yards in the passing game, but I didn't feel like these dudes were like getting torched. Like there wasn't like huge breaks after the catch and stuff. Like these guys were more or less where they needed to be, but they weren't breaking up these passes. And I mean, we're typically used to you know Gilmore and Darby just killing it. You know, I I feel let down that they couldn't stop some of these big games, especially some of these third down plays. Yeah, Jesus yeah, eight, eight. The Jets were eight for thirteen on third downs. I mean, they were killing it, and you know, even I, I was up in I was up in the the stands, section three thirty one, with Jeff Knight and Dean, 
And in the third quarter, I'm like, yo, it's fine. Like, Fitzpatrick, he's going to choke. It's the second half. Like, obviously, you know. I counted those dudes out hard. And they made us a little bitch. It was awful. Think about this, though. The Jets also had 28 first downs. 28 first downs. And the Bills had 16. Right. And, I mean, the time of possession game was, like, so one-sided all the way up until, like, the fourth quarter. It kind of evened out. The Bills had the ball for a long time right at the end of the game there. Not enough. It seems like the defense could not stop a nosebleed. It just kept trying. It was like just trolling someone to the nth degree. You're just busting their chops, busting their chops. You're just dribbling circles around them before you just dunk on them, you know, just fucking with them. And that's what the... It's really what the Jets felt like they were doing to the defense. Just, all right, you're going to stop the run pretty decent, but watch this. Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're going to look, you're going to put up Tom Brady numbers. You know, like, come on, 370 yards, 24 for 34. That's ridiculous. And, oh, by the way, they did rush for over 100 yards. So 36 attempts, 123 yards. Three rushing touchdowns for the Jets. And they had a time of possession differential from 39 minutes and 12 seconds the Jets had the ball to the Bills 20 minutes and 48 seconds. And here we go again. The third and out. Third, three and outs, sorry. The three and outs are killing this team. And we've seen it with these Bills teams in the past. During the Dick Duran years, it was, okay, we can't put three offensive plays together at all. During the Changeli years, it was the opposite. We could string some nice plays together, but our defense can't stop anything. And then, what do you know? It flips the other way around. Somehow this offensive coach and Doug Moran can't coach offense. Drink. Drink. If, you know what I'm ta- if you know what I'm talking about. So it's like I, I can't even fathom this flip-flop shit anymore. I just want to see some consistency. That's it. And these three and outs, got to go. I don't know how it's going to get figured out. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills have just relieved Greg Roman of his duties. And people want to try to blame Terry Pagula. or Terry, Yeah, the Pagula is saying that, oh, it just came from the top. But no, it didn't. And the reason I would say that is... The first thing I would do is see how do these people act with their own business? Well, since they own another sports team in the Buffalo Sabres and the Buffalo Sabres reporters who are very close to the situation for the Sabres organization say, Terry does not work in a way of just axing people and making these moves that fit the narrative of, they told Rex to fire Greg Roman. That is not the truth. Have they made moves swiftly before? Yes. But at the same time, they let the GM of the Savers handle its business. Now, I'm not going to say that Rex didn't have a conversation with Doug Whaley. I don't know anything. And maybe Doug Whaley was like, hey, not for nothing. We got all these players back. That could have went up to, or- to the organization too. And then what comes out? Now, I'm not saying it happened at all, but... I mean, come on, these guys got to talk, and it's like, if, if Rex is a, is a player's coach, I think he's going to want to work within the team pretty well, and 
he praises Doug Whaley. He's the ultimate professional when it comes to praising his GM, Rex Ryan. And if you have this supposed great relationship, you're going to talk. And one of the things that needs to be brought up is, hey, I did invest in Sammy Watkins. I, I, we got this left side of the offensive line back here. We have Charles Clay here that, you know, he, he's a playmaker. And Charles Clay makes a play, it seems like, just about every game, even if he doesn't catch a ball, we're like, wow, what an athlete. And he's very under the radar, I think, across the league. And it's like, we got to get the ball in these guys' hands. And oh, by the way, LaShawn McCoy ain't doing shit. What's going on here? What's going on here? He had a nice run up the middle of the field. It's very fast. Very, very, very fast play. But what's going on? What is it the play calling? I don't know. I didn't break down every, every play again. But at the same time, we could say that Greg Roman didn't do a good job. But at the same time, Tyrod Taylor is missing throws that he should be making. I don't know what's going on here, but we've seen him make certain throws, and now he's... Right. I mean, someone needs to, to get it going out there to uh, create opportunities for the other side. If it, if it's not the run game set, setting up Tyrod, then Tyrod needs to do something for the run game. Someone someone has to put the team on their back, as they say. So now Anthony Lynn is going to take over as offensive coordinator. Now, the deal with Anthony Lynn is... He's been around. He's come up with Bill Parcells. He's been interviewed recently, even for the San Francisco 49ers head coaching job that Chip Kelly ended up getting. He's had interviews. So if you want to say, hey, why don't they bring in this hot coordinator? If you want to be a homer, like I'm going to be right now, this could be one of the guys. And really, if you look at the Jets' rushing over the years with with this guy and you look at you know the Bills having the number one running team last year um you could say this guy has something to do with it so next what comes out the Bakulas supposedly met with players so they met with players only and let's be real here puppeted right you know all across Anybody who's objective covering this, it's kind of good to have that with ownership because if anything, that's like a checks and balances system. You don't know what you're not going to be honest if the coach is hanging out, and at the same time, maybe you would be. Who who knows? Who really knows? Well, not even that. I don't give a shit. If I paid one point five billion dollars for anything, you better believe I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Seriously. Seriously, they paid a bill and a half for this team. I don't care if they want to have meetings with the players. I don't care if they want to have lunch with the freaking field crew. I don't care if they want to play poker with the dude that paints the goddamn lines. It's their team. And like like Dave said, if if you're going to get an honest word out of their mouths, you need to put them behind closed doors where there's no one there who might influence them one way or the other. Now, they're going to cover for who they're who they're going to cover for. There's going to be loyalties where where loyalties have been earned. But I'm sure I'm sure truths came out and 
it's not it's not new news to us that some of these guys aren't happy with the role they had in the offense last year. Sammy Watkins got in the media last year and said, "Give me the ball. Give me 10 touches. We will win these games." Yeah, don't make yourself look bad. You invested all this in me. Right. Right. It's a I mean, I'm sure I'm sure when one domino falls, the other domino, a couple of the other dominoes are going to fall as well. You know, there's other guys who had to be like, well, yeah, you know, there there were situations where I could have done this or, you know, give me the ball here. What, whatever. I'm sure everybody has, has a great idea. Every job I've ever had, oh, you know, they made me manager. <laughs> I turned this place right around, you know. So, <laughs> you know, you know the mentality I'm talking about. Look, look. It... it if anybody thinks it was hard to fire Greg Roman, and who knows, the Bills could be having the greatest, not the greatest, it's not really that great. Maybe the Bagulas did say, hey, this guy's got to go. Maybe we did say, hey, this guy's got to go. But Rex is saying it's his call, and he obviously doesn't want to look like an idiot. Yeah, I mean, maybe so, there was things they weren't sure about through the preseason and training camp, and it, it's got to be hard to really assess where your team is and I feel like I'm I'm making excuses and apologizing for these guys right now and I'm really not trying to but how do you get a fair assessment of your team when you're trying to reassemble your roster from mm-hmm. all these injuries constantly throughout the entire you know the the whole training camp and off season and, and you you have to So think- they said let's see, let's see there's there's some holes here if they don't get plugged we got to do something else they must have said, hey, we'll give them two games, see how we're doing, see see how many points we score, vice versa. You know, he might have he might have been on the hot seat and not even known it. You know what else you have to think about too is really important. Greg Roman was making a lot of money. And I believe it was $2 million this year, and for next year he's got some money left over. Yeah, and not for nothing. It kind of shines some different light on Tyrod's contract deal as well, how it you know can kind of kick in or not kick in next season. And also not for nothing is, do you think the Pagulas would want to let go of this coordinator? If it's going to cost them that much money, like Rex Ryan might have had to go through some red tape to be like, look, I know we brought this guy in and yada, yada, yada. Now, there's some conflicting reports out there that are saying, hey, Greg Roman was hoping to get out of the Bills even after the first year. So who knows what the real story is? There's also reports that um, he, he sounded like, you know, Jim Schwartz and Mike Patton, but on the offense side of all, this is my side. And I'm going to do what the fuck I need to do. And here you go. Well, as a head coach, if you want Rex Ryan to do head coach things and he can't do head coach things, because we know a lot of people who are out there saying, hey, this team needs to do head coach things. Rex Ryan needs to be a head coach. He needs to make these big decisions. And everybody wants to look at Greg Roman as a fall guy. And clearly, there's truth to that. At the same time, this is an 18-game study. Allegedly, the reports are that this is an evaluation of 18 games. And is that the most positive way to spin it? Yup. But what keeps rearing its ugly head? Not enough time of possession to keep the defense to get a break. The Bills came back. Great. Awesome touchdown to Goodwin. Awesome. 
what happens? Defense is on the field. And that's three plays. They were up on a three and out. They bombed it. They got it. And what do you know? Because I bet your ass that if Darrell Revis stops, he if Goodwin gets tripped up, the Bills aren't scoring a touchdown as far as how they performed that day. Now, did they eventually drive down the field? Yes, but he also had a big 71-yard bomb to Salas off a broken play. And that's what we see out of Tyrod Taylor. But whatever's going on offensively, we are not seeing these guys use in their strengths. And I would like to see this team do what we've seen work in the past. Okay, if you have a bunch of guys in the box, spread them out. If you spread them out, Tyrod Taylor can see a lot more that's going on. And there's likely a lot better chance to get them out of their base defense. They're going to knock you on your ass. And he can make plays over the middle. He can have more of the field to, to read without worrying about his play action. His play action stats are awful, by the way. Absolutely awful. We retweeted that on Twitter. And I got to say, it's a lot on Tyrod Taylor. You know, you got, you know, Jeremy White at WGR and uh, Howard Simon show. He's given up on Tyrod Taylor. And my only holding grace is this is a guy who also said uh, the Patriots were dead when they went 0-2. And, oh, by the way, they won the Super Bowl that year. And I have a theory about that little stat that, uh, what is it, 12% of the teams or something that go 0-2 make the playoffs? Well, think about it. That makes sense because there's usually a wild card team that does it. And if you have, like, 10 teams or even 8 teams that go 0-2, or say you have 16 that go 0-2, it makes sense that only, like, 1 out of 10 will make the playoffs. It's like, no shit, dumbass. Those teams are really that fucking bad that they didn't make the playoffs. So I, I don't want to look at that. I, frankly, I don't want to look at that negative shit. It ain't December for me right now. It ain't November. I want to see us in the hunt, quote-unquote. That would be dope. Let's be in the hunt. Nah, I want to win the division. But for some reason, the Patriots can be on their third-string quarterback and still pull out games. And, oh, by the way, Mario Williams looks like a lazy pile of shit. And I actually retweeted of all guys, Sal Marana from the Rochester Democrat and Chronicle, because <laughs> he fucking nailed it. Because I Googled it. I was like, is Mario Williams even on this roster? I am not seeing him. And then what's he do? He goes out and plays patty cakes. So, look. All hope is not lost. I believe it was Rex's call. I, I know we're, we sound like we're going in circles right now. But think about it. This offense has been unacceptable. This defense was unacceptable. But, hey, let's do it while we have time. We got 10 days in between games. You have an extra day of practice today, if you think about it. So, look, Greg Roman had a huge playbook anyways. And people are saying, oh, you know, it's not even it's not even Anthony Lynn's system. How's he going to know it? It's like, hey, dump. Hey, dunces out there in the world. I could play Madden with somebody who's using the same damn playbook <laughs> as me, and they're still going to kick the shit out of me. I know this ain't Madden, but don't you know that these coaches have to learn the playbook themselves and learn the terminology? What are you expecting to do? Just scrap the whole thing? No, dipshits. They call different plays. That's all it is. 
you don't you modify some things. Okay, we're not going to do this. This doesn't fit this. We're going to make an adjustment here. You modify it. You go over the game plan. You hope your players do their fucking homework. And then you move on. You go try to execute it. And guess what? If people don't want to execute it, then they're off the team. Now let's hope that the Bills have a chance to win against the Cardinals. We're going to cover that next podcast. Deacon's trying to hump at me right now. It's so hot. So, look. <laughs> I got lonely over here. You you went off for a minute there. Well, I mean, so... I just started thrusting. Look, though, I... This team just needs to string together some positive offense. You know, just... Let's, let's really be consistent here. What is going to get the ball in space to our playmakers, really? You got Watkins. That kid did screens all day long at Clemson. It's natural for him. And by the way, Sammy Watkins looked very injured. I thought his blocking was very subpar. McCoy could have had a touchdown if he would have blocked that dude and engaged with him. So, yeah, no, he's... I don't care what anyone tries to say. Like, he's not... 100%. So, I'll be... That that worries me. I'll be real with you right now to close out this podcast. If you're down, do you have any other thoughts? One thing that that was awesome at that game that has nothing to do with the actual game was seeing Bruce get his jersey retired. I, I'm so glad I got to be a part of that, even though the Bills fucking lost. I got to go, Bruce... A bunch, a bunch of times. Oh, yeah, we have video on our Instagram, so you should check that out. Um, yeah, no, they had the, the sick little card stone. I got, we got that up on the Instagram. Check that. So I'll be real with everybody here. I think it takes a lot for a guy to have the balls to, to fire somebody midseason. An offensive coordinator who is very well respected around the league. Rex took out his balls and frankly dropped them on the table and said, yo, this is what's up. And he fired him while he's game planning for the Cardinals. And and honestly, I feel like the player meetings, you know why they happen with ownership? I would almost guarantee just to see what the vibe was from the players to confirm with them that maybe this has been in the works. You know, to to maybe be like, hey, I want to do this. You you know, talk to Richie, talk to McCoy, talk to so-and-so. Maybe it was, and you know, maybe maybe Rex realizes like he's got to get it right, and he's got to get it right now, and maybe Anthony Lynn had some suggestions that were were falling by the wayside that Rex was like, well, why can't we why can't we fit these in? You know, sometimes sometimes you just got to make a change. You know, this is one of those things where down the line, I'd love to hear what really happened. And and how it went down, and I'd put that in the same category with Wade Phillips, the same category with Bill Polian, like, like what happened with Wade Phillips or Flutie Johnson? You know what was the real deal? We kind of know the answer now, um, but hey, that's it. Yeah, Rex, write a book about it. I'll download it illegally off the internet. Another one. So J.K. Um, again, find us on Twitter. I am Numb Bills fan on Twitter. That is Numb Bills Adam D. Also, Wednesday, we will be doing our live show displayed from Facebook.com forward slash Numb Bills Fan. And it'll also be uh, 
a part of Bills for Life streaming through their site is the top post. Yeah. So that should be pretty sweet. Yeah, it'll be at the. But again, it'll be on the uh, Bills Mafia Facebook group. Again, it's going to be streaming differently, so it'll be through our own Facebook. So make sure you check that out. If we'll have we'll have links up on the social media sites for you before we go live, so you get to the right spot. We won't let you get lost. Also. Find us on Instagram. Find us everywhere. We are very active on Instagram. Yeah, now. we're all we're very over social media. On Snapchat. Our podcast is literally everywhere now. Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean. And lastly, tune in. Don't forget Google Punch, Play. Don't forget follow at Punch Drunk and uh, PunchDrunkSports.com. I'm done here. We'll see you guys soon. Take yep. care. I'm excited to finish the rest of this chili. I've been wait. I mean, I've been sneaking bites all episode, but I cannot wait for you to push that that button. I thought you were done recording. Can you just no? Because we're gonna tell them what the hell you do. You warm up food. You sit there and stare at it. You stir it up a little bit, and then you start to smack your lips and shit. And you know, and it's just awful. He waits till his food gets like back to room temperature. I would have just left a pot of chili out for it's you. Right, it's right where I like it. We're done. Numbillsfan.com. Numbillsfan.com. See you there. See you there. Stay numb. Yeah.